0: Hello and welcome to episode 7. I'm Healy, and this is Thoughts on Being Human. Today I'll be talking about an inevitable part of life, getting hurt. We cannot avoid it, but we can choose the ways in which we react and deal with it. There's a lot I want to discuss, so let's get right into it. The reason I wanted to focus on getting hurt for this week's episode is because recently I was hurt deeply by something someone did. When I found out, my heart dropped in my chest. My entire body deflated and I started crying. It was a really sad moment and I honestly didn't know how to move through it. I took a shower and cried again. I let it all out. I even talked to myself about why this hurt me, how it's not okay, that I'm allowed to feel upset. After my shower, I took my journal, I grabbed a book, and I went for a walk. Every time I felt myself getting wrapped up in what the other person did, I would bring my attention back to the trees around me, the air I was breathing, how the ground felt below my feet. I found a park, and I lay down. I put my arms out to my sides, palms upwards. I looked up at the sky, and I asked, what do I need right now? And I grabbed my journal and wrote, The top things I love about myself. I just started writing all the beautiful and incredible things that make me who I am. I wrote about how much I love my strong body, my ability to listen to others, my commitment to self-care, my ability to tune into how others are feeling, my drive to create and follow through with ideas. I wrote, I love how much I seek out adventure, how I come alive when I feel a sense of freedom, how the little things make me so joyful, How I'm not afraid to try new things. And after two pages, the very last thing I wrote was, I love how I can forgive others after they have hurt me. After that, I closed my journal. I lay back down and felt so much love towards myself. I felt a renewed sense of strength and resilience. Ultimately, what the other person did is not important. What's most important is how I react. How do I deal with the pain? because what happened has happened. I can't go back and change it. Nothing good will come from ruminating about it and playing it over and over in my mind. Even getting really angry at this person won't make it better. So I lay in the pain, and while I was feeling so hurt, I gave myself love. I supported myself, I gave myself positive affirmation, and it was exactly what I needed. We cannot avoid getting hurt. Even if we completely isolate ourselves and cut ourselves off from forming relationships, we'll still be hurting, because connection with others is an essential human need. We need other people, and in creating relationships with them, we risk getting hurt. It's what we must do to feel love, connection, community, belonging, and acceptance. We must accept the risk. Growing up, we had a poem on the wall that I remember to this day. To laugh is to risk appearing a fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out to another is to risk involvement. To expose feelings is to risk exposing your true self. To place your ideas and dreams before a crowd is to risk their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To hope is to risk despair. To try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken because the greatest hazard of life is to risk nothing. The person who risks nothing Does nothing, has nothing, is nothing. He may avoid suffering and sorrow, but he cannot learn, feel, change, grow, or live. Chained by his certitude, he is a slave. He has forfeited his freedom. Only a person who risks is free. Getting hurt and feeling this internal pain is unavoidable if we want to love. It is not only unavoidable, but inevitable. So instead of trying to avoid getting hurt, we need to learn what to do when we do get hurt. In the past, when I've gotten hurt, I would immediately go to a place of anger and rage. I would feel so angry at the other person. I would then feel so disappointed in them and what they did. All my energy would be focused on the other person and their actions. And honestly, this never did me any good. It never helped me release and get rid of the pain I was feeling. Other times when I've been hurt... I go into a self-pity spiral. Why is this happening to me? How come this always ends up happening? This is so unfair. But doing this only leaves me feeling sorry for myself on top of being hurt. It piles more weight on my shoulders and only amplifies the pain. Another unhealthy thing I've done after getting hurt in the past was to hurt the person back. I thought that revenge would even things out and make me feel better, but this was not the case. It not only made me feel worse, but further damaged the relationship and made it even harder to reconcile and repair the trust that was destroyed. So let me make it very clear, when someone hurts you, hurting them back will do nothing positive and won't make you feel good inside. I've definitely also used alcohol as a way to cope with being hurt. An attempt to make me forget about it and feel happy, but it always backfired. Alcohol is a depressant and only left me feeling sad after it temporarily lifted my spirits. We've all been that person or been with a friend who after a night of drinking starts to cry. All the buried pain eventually bubbles to the surface. No matter how much alcohol you consume to avoid those hurtful feelings, you'll eventually have to face them. And it's always better to face them when you're not under the influence. Another negative way to cope with being hurt is to hurt yourself. Self-harm is a common way in which people attempt to bring a momentary sense of calm and release of tension when they're feeling hurt, angry, or frustrated. Soon after this moment, however, not only do you feel the pain return again, but emotions of guilt and shame also flood in. Hurting yourself after someone has hurt you may temporarily distract you from the pain, but it will ultimately return. As I'm thinking back to my younger self, I just realized there's something else that I would do when I got hurt. After I got rejected or someone, particularly a guy, did something that hurt my feelings, I would feel a huge desire to engage in impulsive behavior. Being impulsive would make the, this feeling of excitement and aliveness that helped distract me from the pain. Lots of the time, my impulsive behavior would put me in dangerous and risky situations that I later suffered the consequences from, on top of having to deal with the pain I was trying to avoid. I've also used food and binging as a way to bury the pain. I can specifically remember being on a date when I was in my early 20s and the guy said something really hurtful to me. I ended up going home and stuffing my face with brownies, cookies, and cake. I wasn't even thinking about why I was doing it, but I just sat on the end of my bed and ate until I felt numb. The next morning, I not only still felt hurt, but I also felt guilty. So food is another thing we can use to help us deal with being hurt, but it's not only an unhealthy coping mechanism, but it introduces other negative feelings towards ourselves. Something I sometimes still do when I get hurt is to withdraw and retreat. I'll cancel plans to hang out with people and avoid socializing, but ironically, this impulse is not helpful. Social isolation can amplify our pain and adds feelings of loneliness on top of what we're already dealing with. So when someone hurts you and all you want to do is avoid doing things with others, this can actually cause you to feel like you're facing things alone, which leads to more sadness, anxiety, and fear. The last coping technique that I want to mention before we switch gears and talk about healthy things to do when we get hurt is overworking. For many of us, when we get hurt, we will bury ourselves in work in an attempt to avoid facing the pain. But we all know that eventually we'll be forced to face what happened and how much it hurt. So if you're going to overwork, it'll just add exhaustion and burnout to your list of things that you're going to have to deal with. So now that I've uncovered all the unproductive and oftentimes harmful actions we as human beings can take after being hurt, I want to dive into some healthy and loving actions that can actually help us. Going back to what I mentioned earlier, I think the best thing we can do when we get hurt is to love ourselves. I know it sounds so lame, but when I made that list of things I love about myself, it made me feel so much lighter. It alleviated the pain caused by another's actions, and I felt okay. It didn't make what they had done go away, but it filled me up so that I could handle it. It gave me strength. It solidified my worth so that I could face the person who hurt me. I could stand my ground amidst the pain I was feeling. It didn't have the same power to push me around as much. I felt calmer and more grounded. It allowed me to move from a space of reactivity to a place where I could respond appropriately. And in being able to do this, my responses had greater power and meaning. They weren't emotionally charged. They weren't me lashing out, getting angry, and hurting someone else. So the next time you get hurt, consider sitting down with yourself in a safe and peaceful environment and focusing on all the things you love about yourself. If this makes you feel uncomfortable or is just too much for you, then let's go over some other things we can do. Number one, reach out to a close friend or family member. Even if you don't talk about what happened, spending time with someone else helps us feel a sense of connection and joy that can lift us out of a particularly painful experience. As humans, we're hardwired for connection, and interacting with others not only gives us a sense of belonging, but helps us live longer. Number two, move your body. When we're feeling emotional pain, not moving can contribute to a greater sense of heaviness and depression. So stand up, stretch, go for a walk. Do some yoga, dance in your living room. Physical movement helps to release pain from the body and uplifts our spirits at the same time. When I've used movement directly after getting hurt, it has always had a positive impact on my ability to see the situation clearly and to respond appropriately. Number three, don't ruminate. Even when your mind insists on going over and over what happened, this will only torture yourself even more. Fixating on what caused the pain you're suffering will not undo what has been done and will only make things worse for you. Instead of focusing so heavily on the past actions that have been done, direct your attention towards what you can do now. The sooner you can accept what's happened and allow yourself to feel what you're feeling, the sooner the pain will pass. Number four, stop believing the stories you're telling yourself. Or more importantly, that you're the reason this has happened. Do not create stories that what the person did is your fault. I repeat, do not start to believe that you're the reason why they did it or that they wouldn't have done it if you had been nicer, more beautiful, or more attentive. The human mind will always try to create a narrative so we can attempt to make sense of a situation. But a lot of the time, this story compromises our sense of worth by making us the reason things happen. So please, do not put blame on yourself on top of the pain you're already experiencing. The stories we tell ourselves almost always create unhappiness, frustration, anger, and disappointment. Number five, cry and don't hold it back. Having a good cry after we've been hurt can help us to release sadness, alleviate stress, and relieve tension and strain. Do not suppress the emotions that well up in your throat. Let them out. And if you can't cry, try watching a sad movie that has similar themes to the pain that you're experiencing. Number six, practice gratitude. Making a list of things you're grateful for, similar to my list of things I love about myself, can help give us perspective and recognize the good. When we get so caught up in focusing on what's wrong, we lose sight of what's right. Number seven, tap into your creativity. Creative activities can help us find fun, freedom, and a sense of relief from the pain. Whether it's drawing, writing, photography, music, pottery, or dance, these activities that involve our creative energies can help us release and heal from the situations and people that hurt us. Like I said before, getting hurt is an inevitable part of life, of living a life where you put yourself out there. And it sucks when it happens. It cuts deep sometimes, and you may feel in the moment like you can't handle it, that it's too much, or that you can't cope. These feelings are normal, and I hope that the next time you get hurt, you can remember there are things you can do to help yourself. Instead of reaching for your previous coping methods that aren't doing you any good, maybe you do some of the practices I talked about today. This will help move you through the pain, not just temporarily numb you. Maybe you go for a walk with a friend or write out a gratitude list. Maybe you have a good cry, then pick up a paintbrush and create something. Maybe you listen to a self-compassion meditation or do a high-intensity kickboxing workout. At the end of the day, if you can shift your attention and energy away from the other person and stop ruminating over what happened, you can build yourself up again and maybe get some perspective on the big picture that is life. It's only been a week since I was hurt and I do still feel hurt, but it's not as loud. It's not front and center. That hurt part of me is being held softly by myself. I'm creating a safe and tender space for it to slowly heal at its own pace. And one day I'll realize that same spot won't feel as painful. Maybe it will completely go away or maybe it won't, but either way, I'll be okay. I'll keep sending myself love and gratitude I'll keep doing things that make me feel joyful and fulfilled. I'll keep watching sunsets with tears in my eyes. I'll keep my heart open to connecting with others and allowing this beautiful life to move me because I'm willing to take the risk. A life without risk is a life void of love, laughter, and hope. We cannot avoid the suffering and sorrow if we want to learn, feel, change, grow, and ultimately live. So take the risk, allow yourself to be vulnerable, and expose yourself to the possibility of being judged, hurt, or failing. When you open yourself up to the possibility of criticism, rejection, or heartbreak, you're also opening yourself up to chance and growth. Protecting yourself from pain will only serve to close yourself off from discovering new experiences, relationships, and ideas. Have the courage to open yourself up to all the beautiful possibilities that present themselves when we're open to receive them. There are no guarantees in the outcome, and maybe we do get hurt, but when we do, we can handle it. We can trust that we'll be able to cope and move forwards, and not only know that no matter what happens, we'll be okay, but we'll grow stronger from the experience. There's a quote that says, you'll never know the power of yourself until someone hurts you badly, and I couldn't resonate more with this right now. Getting hurt reveals our resilience and inner strength. I not only got through the pain of this past week, but I feel a deeper sense of connection with myself because of it. Like I said in my last episode, there is nothing more powerful than a person who stands in deep connection with themselves, who can embody a strong sense of love and compassion, even when they go through pain and suffering. Who knows that no matter what happens, they'll not only be okay, but continue to grow and ultimately thrive. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you take something valuable away from today's episode. I know it's helped me a lot, even in just creating it and reflecting on my past tendencies. I'm already looking forward to next week's episode. Much love to all of you. I'm Haley, and those are my thoughts on